0: Hello, and welcome to the Good News Highlights, where you're able to listen to the best of what the Good News Magazine has to offer. I'm Ben Wells, the tech guy of our group. I program and maintain the website, as well as any other online platforms we have. This is issue 28. The Gospel of John, part 7, chapter 5, verse 30 through chapter 6, verse 21, by Alex Hansen. My last article ended with Jesus speaking about his authority on earth and his relationship with God the Father. This week, he continues this discourse by giving his testimony. He says, I can do nothing on my own authority. As I hear, I judge, and my own judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus follows the will of his Father, and that is where his authority derives. He follows the Father with complete love and obedience because he is God, and God is love. He does the will of God out of love for the Father and love for us, even when that love brought him to the cross. In the same way, we bear witness to God when we follow his will. Jesus also speaks of the testimony of John the Baptist but points out that Jesus' mission is greater than John's. Jesus also says, "You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness to me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words?" In this short passage, Jesus points out many key facts about the scriptures. All the Old Testament led up to Jesus, but the Jews who had studied the scriptures refused to recognize Jesus as the summit. Jesus asks the simple question, if they did not believe the prophecies of the Old Testament, then how would they accept the revelation of the New? In this discourse with the Jews, Jesus showed that he is the Son of God and that the Scriptures support his testimony. If anyone had issues with his mission, they would have to confront the fact that the entire religion of the Jews led up to Jesus. Jesus said this to show his disciples that he was no ordinary rabbi, but the most important person to have ever lived. After this discourse, Jesus and his disciples went across the Sea of Galilee, where an enormous number of people gathered to see him. After he finished teaching them, it was late, and the people were hungry. Jesus asked his apostles if they had any food. The disciples found a boy with five bars Barley loaves and two fish. Jesus then performed one of his most well-known miracles. He passed out the food, and everyone there ate their fill. Jesus did this to show that he had power over matter, and then all who follow him will be satisfied. After everyone had eaten, the apostles collected twelve basketfuls of leftover food. The people who saw this miracle only saw the material good of it, and wanted to make Jesus king, but he left before they could take him. We often do this as well. We often think that if we follow God, we will receive a material reward, but the true reward he offers is so much greater. When the people had left, the apostles set out in their boat across the sea without Jesus. They did not know what he was doing, but they trusted him, so they followed his instructions without complaining. When they were in the middle of the sea, they saw a figure walking across the water toward them. They were afraid, but he said, It is I, do not be afraid. They then let Jesus come on board, and they reached the place they were going. The apostles had to place all their trust in Jesus as they went out on the sea without knowing how they would meet up with him again this happens to us all the time. God tells us to do something confusing or frightening, and we must trust him. While we may not understand at the time, God always has a plan for us. This chapter of John was packed with teaching and miracles, but it only becomes better from here. The rest of John chapter 6 is my favorite chapter in the entire Bible, but that will have to come next time. The importance of evangelization by Christian Bird. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Matthew twenty eight nineteen. The last thing St. Matthew records in his gospel is the Great Commission, when Jesus, after his resurrection, sends his apostles out into the world to spread the gospel, the good news of the world's salvation. How fitting it is that Matthew leaves us with a command, not unlike the command he received from Jesus, which we hear of in Mark's gospel. Follow me, Jesus says, and Matthew leaves his job his life to follow the way the truth and the life these two commands of jesus should never be overlooked follow me and bring everyone else with you evangelization is the mission of the church saints like saint francis savior saint dominic saint ignatius all missionaries and almost all other saints devoted their lives to bringing themselves and others to the church in her ways the ways of the lord the father son and holy spirit why did they do this Jesus said to, and they obeyed, for they wanted to. If you have the secret to a happy life, you share it with everyone. We have that secret, but it's a thousand times more important, a thousand times more urgent, and a thousand times greater. So every Catholic should first grow their faith, and secondly, tell everyone about it. But how is this accomplished? One not need to go up to strangers and say, are you Catholic? Well, let me tell you something. While this can be done, a more subtle approach is always living a virtuous life so that others may witness you. In any event, keep it in your mind that people need to be saved and you are called to do so, whether in ministry or only by living a christian life why rose by emma beidelsbach the third candle of the advent wreath is rose because it symbolizes joy and happiness for the lord is almost here the third candle is lit on the third sunday of advent known as gaudete sunday gaudete means to rejoice and be glad in latin in the Catholic Church, we refer to this color of candle as rose, not pink. The presiders also wear rose vestments on this Sunday. The third candle can often be called the shepherd's candle, because the shepherds rejoiced when the angels told them about the Lord Jesus coming. The third candle of Advent reminds us that we have reached the mint point of the Advent season. Next time it is Gaudete Sunday, keep an eye out for the rose-colored candle and vestments and remember how much joy God has brought into your life. That's all we have for you in issue 28. Come back in two weeks to hear more of the best articles from the Good News magazine. See you next time.